Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Stakes, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. It's pain-free Friday, Pharrell on a bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, a broken in a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad lock, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatia right across the river and through the woods from where Granny just dropped off an unbelievable huge sack of hybrid canola funk because she was drinking Vino today in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shaking it up. Should you be all my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess is times of tatter. My brain splattered all over Manhattan. Should you be shaking it up? Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High. Mafia, of course. LTN running it from Kansas City, Mo. And they're talking all kinds of smack. I heard him in the break. Hold on one second. The Chiefs are going to punish the Bills all day on Monday, all night, all week, always. I, I don't know what. Something about the Chiefs kicking the Bills' teeth in Monday night, Carver High. He's not having any of that nonsense. Let's dance with the birthday roll call, Naomi Osaka, 23. She just won another uh, U.S. Open, right? Uh, And then you got Bryce Harper, 28. Sue Bird, 40. What a baller she is. Paul Correa, Carver High remembers him, 46. Cordell Stewart, 48. Darius Kasparitis, 48. Tom Tolbert, double nickels. Kevin McReynolds, Mafia's boy, 61 now. He doesn't even know who that is. Leo Mazzoni, 72. Tim McCarver, 79. Wasn't I just talking about Tim McCarver last night on the bench, Carver? I, unbelievable. Uh, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Dr. David Chow will join us. Last week, he was at the beach. Wonder where he'll be today from ProFootballDoc.com. We'll break down all the injuries. Carlos Correa went walk-off style yardage with a shot to deep center field to beat the Rays and force a game six tonight at Petco. Dusty Baker says the Astros get a see another day. They sure do. Kevin Kiermeyer talks about the Rays need to bounce back. Gee, you think? 
Blake Snell goes for the Rays tonight. Framber Valdez for the Astros. Astros haters beware. Houston tries to mount the comeback that's only been done once. Carver High hates when I bring it up. Red Sox came back from three down to beat the Yankees in game seven. I still have nightmares about that. Braves beat the Dodgers again to take a 3-1 lead in the NLCS. Are the Dodgers choking again? The Freeman double in the sixth that gives them the lead. We'll hear it. Bryce Wilson, what an outing for the rookie. Clayton Kershaw loses again. Dave Roberts defends his decisions. Nick Saban says he's doing great. He wants to be at the game on Saturday, but knows it's a long shot. NCAA prohibits remote coaching from isolation. I mean, this is crazy. What's next? We're all going to live in bunkers, right? Nick Saban says that Georgia may be the best defense in the country. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from Kirby Smart. Najee Harris loves to go against the best. Tonight, a doubleheader, BYU in Houston, SMU in Tulane. We got a double dip in college football. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Saturday's games, we'll break them all down for you and go for some winners. Les Miles clears uh, the protocol for his COVID, but he won't go with the team to uh, play West Virginia in Morgantown. Why would he? They're going to get spanked anyway. Why make the trip? We welcome in our radio affiliates. Sports Grid Radio Overnights for all events, Sports Rage, Bagels and Bad Beats. Get the Sports Grid Radio app. You'll love it. We're on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California as well. Subscribe to our YouTube page. You can watch us do the shows. I'll see you tonight on events at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 West. Some Clippers bristled at Kawhi for missing games, being late for flights. Special treatment for Kawhi. He needs load management. I need load management myself, but mostly in the bathroom. Notable free agents this offseason. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. The Chiefs are going to step on the Bills next on Monday night. What? Hold on a second. Can we stop with a get the tequila to the other show? Gonna, Mahomes going to throw for five touchdowns, two in LaDavis, White's face, something. I don't I can't make way of it, Carver. I, I really can't. Drogic has mutual interest with the uh, Heat. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Nuggets, maybe they want to stay together, married. Chauncey to join the Clippers staff if he's not offered the Pacers job. Former Kings and Grizzlies coach Dave Yeager joins Doc's staff in Philadelphia. Gary Payton wants to get into coaching. Darvin Ham used to be a Bucks assistant in the mix for the Thunder job. Sounds like he's going to get it. Steph Curry and Barkley will play Mickelson and Peyton Manning in the match three. I was a little surprised. Carver Hyde didn't get invited to that. He's playing in the Cape Cod Open next week. We'll talk UFC, Fight Island with Mafia. Adam Kaplan joins us with everything Payne Day NFL. Devin Bush is on the show today talking about the Steelers and Browns. I hate the Browns. Tom Brady says the Packers may be the best team in the league. We'll hear from him. Adam Thielen's on the show today. John Harbaugh talking about Lamar Jackson not running as much. Matt Nagy's on the show. Aaron Donald makes the rundown. We'll talk about the hardest remaining schedules in the NFL, easiest schedules, MVP odds, and week six games and who I like. You get it all today like you read about. I mean, we got violence. We got fight. Wait. Andy Reid can eat more cheeseburgers than Sean McDermott. I, what? And the Bills looked great uh, the other night in Tennessee.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. We're all back on Coast to Coast on a pain-free Friday. Dr. David Chow, our main man out in SoCali, Cal, uh, from ProFootballDoc.com. And you can follow him at ProFootballDoc, obviously, on Twitter. Hey, Doc, hope you're doing well. Odell Beckham Jr. not practicing. Sent home with an illness. Tested negative for the Hanta, a.k.a. the COVID. Uh, with new NFL policies, is there a shot for him to play on Sunday against the Steelers in a big game? Unless he tests positive for COVID, which doesn't seem to be the case, I think you can book that he will play. We've talked on the Pro Football Doc podcast this week how illnesses other than COVID are taking a bigger stage. Why? In the past, if you had a low-grade fever, flu-like symptoms, or a runny nose, you might stay in the facility, practice, limited or full practice. Nowadays, the rule is if you're sick at all, you got to go home in case you have COVID. So then it becomes a DNP, an illness. Adrian Peterson is another guy. So you're going to see these more this year, and these non-COVID illnesses are going to seem like a bigger deal. But in the end, I'm quite confident that OBJ will play. So uh, Dwayne Haskins missed on Sunday with a stomachache, Wednesday with a stomachache. Is that called a I-want-to-be-traded stomachache, or is that an actual stomach virus? (laughs) Uh, Who knows? (laughs) It may be mutual. It may be a Washington football team. Just stay away and get your head straight and see if you want to come back and be part of this team stuff. Who knows the real story on the inside, right? A slight fever to lose your job or to get or to get sent to Jacksonville. All right, so uh, Cam Newton and Steph Gilmore back for the Patriots off the COVID list. What are you hearing about their chances to go? Excellent. Uh, you know, if the game were played last week, Cam Newton would not be playing. Stephon Gilmore would not be playing. But to be fair, Drew Locke probably would have played for the Broncos, but is a week healthier from his rotator cuff string. Noah Fant, the tight end, probably wouldn't have played for the Broncos. And Philip Lindsay coming off the toe injury is back. So there's a little advantage to both sides. So uh, the Patriots had another positive test today. Uh, is there any problem with their game on Sunday now because of that. Every time somebody gets a positive test, everybody freaks out 
What do you think will happen here? Same thing with the Colts. Well, the Colts ended up being four false positives. And by the way, false positives are not necessarily bad news. I get you would ideally have every test be completely accurate, but you want the tests to be more sensitive and not as specific. In other words, you want to catch everyone that might have COVID rather than miss one and then have your whole facility infected. And as far as the Patriots are concerned, it depends on where that one positive is from. If it's spurious and from the outside world, the game will go on. If there's not a lot of contact tracing where there's been a lot of close contacts. If it's a residual effect of inter-team transmission and a lot of close contacts, that's where the game will get affected. And right now, in the NFL schedule game of Jenga, one more puzzle piece pulled out and, you know, the whole thing's going to tumble or or at least week 18 or something. There's not that much more room left. So uh, you mentioned Philip Lindsay. Uh, is Drew Locke, uh, is he going to be back, do you think, for the uh, Broncos? And Noah Fant, uh, is he good to go as well? I think Noah Fant, Philip Lindsay, and Drew Locke are going to be good to go versus the Patriots. All right, so tell me about uh, this Baker Mayfield rib injury. Do you know about it? Because, like, uh, now that I know he's got bad ribs, uh, I'm going to blitz 98% of the time if I'm the Steelers and try to hit that rib. There's nothing worse than rib cartilage tears. I've had it, and I mean to tell you, you can't get out of a car, you can't get out of bed, you can't get out of a chair, you can't do anything. And if you, God forbid you get a cough. If you got a cough with a broken rib or rib cartilage tear, I mean, you'll find out how uh, much of a girly man you are in a hurry. <laughs> no, 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 no question. But not only is there a rib slash chest issue, I think there's a little bit of a shoulder AC joint issue based on how he felt. But A, Baker Mayfield has proven tough. He's a gunslinger. This is They're playing the division rival Steelers. He's going to be out there playing, but you're right. The the you know between uh, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, even without blitzes, they're going to test him out a little bit. So uh, Dalvin Cook, he's out for the Vikings, and then they got a buy. So this is kind of a good out, right? They're going to let him rest up for two weeks and be good to go after that for the rest of the run. This is the best case scenario. On Monday when he was injured, I said he's going to miss time. It's a matter of how much. And if it with this one week missing week six, which was always expected by me, and then the bye, that'd be great news if he comes back week eight. So Jimmy Garoppolo uh, looked really rough last week coming off of that ankle. Uh, do you think he's going to be any better this week? Or are we going to see more problems for him and he's just hiding it? I think he's going to be a lot better this week. First of all, some of that ankle issue is real because it's his push-off leg as he throws, so it could affect his accuracy. But I think a lot of it is just rust. I mean, he was only limited practice last week and missed a couple of weeks. Now with a week of full practice, I think he's going to be good to go and back to himself. So uh, Devontae Adams looks like he's uh, back for the Packers. That's going to be huge, and they have an enormous game with the Bucks down in Tampa. Yeah, normally first game back for any player off of a hamstring, you don't expect them necessarily to be 100%. But I think Devontae Adams will be 100%. The Packers have a tradition of being conservative and not rushing injuries, and that's one of the advantages. So when he does come back now after his bye, it's been a couple of weeks, I think he's going to be 100%. 
So uh, Julio Jones looks like he'll be able to go with his hammy. Have you ever seen anything like Julio Jones's hamstring problems or Deshaun Jackson's, for that matter, with all of his hammies and calf problems? That guy never plays either, and Julio Jones hasn't practiced since he was in Pop Warner. <laughs> well, Julio Jones is a beast, right, physically, and and I don't think his hamstring is 100%, but it's pretty clear he's going to try and play because he's Julio Jones and he's a gamer. But Julio Jones can have some effectiveness because he doesn't rely purely on his speed and separation. He's a big-bodied receiver as well, whereas Deshaun Jackson I'm more iffy on because he really needs a healthy hamstring as a small speedster. He relies on separation to make his catches, so I'm more dubious on the uh, – on Deshaun Jackson being able to play effectively than Julio Jones. Sam Darnold going to miss his second straight game with that AC joint sprain. What's the difference between that and, like, you know, I told you I had a full rotator tear and labrum tear. What's the AC joint injury like? The AC joint's at the top of the shoulder where the collarbone meets the cranium. So technically, it's not the ball and socket, so to speak, joint at all. So it's more of a pain tolerance issue. It is interesting how they gave uh, Sam Darnold an injection and let him back into that same Thursday night game. But now, over two and a half weeks later, they're not going to let him play. Part of that is because he hasn't practiced, and so they don't want him to play unless he practices. So it's uh, interesting uh, what's coming out of the Jets. Yeah, like uh, they don't have a team. How's that for a, a theory? They don't have a team. They don't have a coach. Uh, they're running back who never did anything for him except steal $28 million from him. He ran off to Kansas City to eat barbecue. He's got it all going now. He's having a, a, a Gates brisket right now as we speak, getting ready for the Bills on Monday. Meanwhile, the Jets are left panelless. Tampa Bay, uh, they're going to get Godwin back. And what's the status on uh, Mike Evans? Mike Evans is my new cyborg. It used to be Matt, Matt Breida in San Francisco who always played through all these injuries when I didn't think he could. Matt Mike Evans has played through the, the high ankle sprain and did okay, and that was 10 days ago. So expect a big performance out of Mike Evans. I think he's going to be good to go. So how was uh, Davis's uh, surfing last week? Did he do good? Yeah, he did good. He catches some waves out there. You know, he 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 loves it when the uh, surf instructor helps him out there a little bit, and, and uh, he has a way of milking it and, and getting all the extra attention. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm jealous. He does good. So, what's the deal? You don't get on the surfboard, Doc? Well, you know, I was trying to do the interview with you. Otherwise, oh no, just kidding. No, I, I, I... <laughs> look at your boy, the doc. Hey, I'm doc, ciao. I love you. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Say hi to Davis for me. I'll see you next week, brother. All right, thank you. Peace. All right, there he is, uh, Dr. David Chow out in Southern California. When we come back, we're going to get into the baseball scenario. Tonight, again, the Astros have to win. So do the Dodgers, or they're both packing the glad bags on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Cam, so uh, tonight with their backs to the wall, the Astros and Dodgers, uh, do they both survive or do they both die? What are you leaning? Scott, I got to be honest with you. If I take any more bullets, this uh, redhead with blonde eyebrows is going to be laying on the street pretty soon. I'm telling you, my accounts are taking a beating. They see him at the store. Back again, sir? Yes. Can I have some money to re-up? That's great. There you go. Have have some more of my money. Anyway, I'm on the Tampa Bay Rays tonight, and I'm going to parlay them with the Dodgers because I can't lay 215. Maybe a Dodgers minus one, one and a half, because I'll tell you, when you lose those 215, 220s, you know what it's like, Scott? You get pummeled the golf is going well though on the bright side well i didn't even know they were still golfing i know they're having the masters in uh in november but like when they started having like sergio garcia winning in mississippi and he got like a a rooster for the trophy that's when i was out yeah no i'm always (laughs) i'm always in on golf buddy you got to find money to make you got to make it somewhere scott because these baseball favorites are absolutely pummeling me we think the dodgers and rays tonight i'm just gonna follow carver he said he'd take houston yesterday and i didn't listen to him like a stooge so uh who are you taking tonight in these two college football games are you going yeah, you uh, might Tulane and, and, uh, BYU, BYU what are you doing take the opposite take the opposite of cam no i'm on Tulane. i took Tulane plus seven and i i like i like the cougars can't get wrong can't get that one isn't it cougars versus cougars or a hot lady yeah. at the piano bar i like uh anyway the houston cougars i like both dogs in college but i tell you i'm on a cold streak right now buddy stay away deep freezer right, get him a, a couple fingers of whiskey uh get him a, a J- or something, the Mafia. Uh, Cam Stewart, everybody. We'll talk to him next hour. All right, uh, <laughs> let's talk baseball, Carver High. A uh, big uh, performance by uh, Carlos Correa. Not only uh, did he hit the walk-up, but he called it. He did call it. How about that from Carlos? That's right. They forced a game six coming up uh, later tonight. They were down 3-0, now a 3-2 series. Let's hear the home run, Scotty. The walk-off from Correa. This was an absolute bomb on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Pitch on the way. And Correa hits it in the air. Pretty deep to center. Sends back here. Meyer at the wall. See you later. And see you tomorrow. The Houston Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth on Correa's walk-off homer. Four to three. And there will be a game six. Listen, uh, when that thing left his bat, I got a little more excited than that fella. Like he was like, here's a drive. <laughs> that ball looks like it's gonna be out of here. No, like the minute he hit it, I was like, change the channel. I was out. Uh, I knew because I'm not watching the cheaters celebrate and all of their spraying and happiness and wonderfulness. And then you know, uh, Altuve hiding microphones and cameras in his shirt. I gotta, you know, I can't be a part of all that. So the minute he hit it, I knew it was gone. Boom! Right when it hit the bat, I was like. That's gone. 
Game over. So tonight, I'm actually going to bet on the cheaters to force a game seven. If they win tonight, if they win tonight, they'll win game seven too. Because I think tonight, if they lose the race, it's going to creep in really badly uh, overnight. Uh, they're not going to sleep, and they're going to think, we're blowing this. We're choking. Can you believe this? We were up 3 nothing. What are we doing here? Uh, we're gonna, we cannot choke. The minute all that stuff seeps in, I think it uh, opens the door for uh, Houston. Yeah, I'm going to try the crazy way I was telling you on the radio last night, Scotty. If I think the Astros are going to win, I'm just going to play them at plus 360 to win the series at this point. I'm not even going to play them by the games. I think that they can win tonight. And if there is a tomorrow, I think they'll win there too. Here is Dusty Baker, Astros manager. He says we get to play another day. Here's Dusty. Everybody's just jumping up and down and pouring ice, and Carlos was going crazy as he usually does when he does something spectacular like that. And, uh, you know, we were just, uh, I mean, I was grateful and thankful and, and happy, you know, all at the same time. And, uh, you know, we get to play, you know, another day. And, uh, and tomorrow is, is huge. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're one step closer to being, you know, getting over that mountain and that hurdle that, that was, uh, it seemed like it was way off in the distance um, a couple days ago. So, I mean, uh, first let's hear what uh, Kiermaier has to say, uh, Carver High, because then I want to tell you uh, what I think of Blake Snell. Yeah, Snell's going to start tonight. Here's Kiermaier after the game. Scotty, he says the Rays, they just have to bounce back after these two losses. We have to, you know, get some momentum going for us and try to, you know, um, create that early in the game to, um, you know, get our mojo back and, and feel really good about ourselves and, uh you know, keep that confidence throughout the course of the game. And, and we, we still have that. It's just one of those things. It's been uh, somewhat of a, a tough two days. And, uh, hey, they, they play good. We know we have a really good opponent over there. And, uh, you know, we got to come out tomorrow early and often um, with the bats and, you know, let, let Blake do his thing and, and try to get some runs for him. I think that's what uh, the Astros have actually been doing, jumping on – uh, the Rays pitching on the first pitch of the game yesterday, right? Uh, didn't uh, they jump on it, hit a home run, got a lead, yeah, and, and they go from there. Uh, Springer, Altuve's been doing it. Uh, I think the Astros have to jump on Snell early. The more he gets in a groove, let's say, for third, fourth, fifth inning, if he goes that long, I think it's going to be problematic for him. I mean, he already pitched well against them. Uh, in the series, it's going to be harder for the Astros tonight to win this game, if you ask me. It's a different beast altogether on the mound for Tampa. And I'm sure Tampa thinks they're going to win the series tonight because they got their ace on the mound. But, you know, I, I obviously think in the playoffs, both Snell and Glasnow pitched really well. But Glasnow did not pitch well in this series, at least not even according to him. Like, he he said himself that uh, his stuff wasn't uh, sharp uh, the other night when he pitched. So let's see if Snell can handle the big moment because I think the Astros have all the confidence and momentum right now that they need to beat him. And if you're an Astro hater, Scotty, obviously they're two wins away from doing something that has only been done once before. Uh, we know when that was back in 2004. The Astros need to get a couple more wins 
before we talk about it. Although I've already heard some Yankee haters tell me today that it wouldn't be the same. The Yankee one will always be worse. It wouldn't be the same because, uh, you know, they didn't travel and they're in a bubble and there's a pandemic. So there's already excuses if you're a Yankee hater that this one won't be the same. Let's go to the other series now, Scotty. Braves and Dodgers. And this one is very surprising because the Dodgers did not show up last night. They lose. Uh, the Braves take a 3-1 series lead, a 10-2 final, completely unraveled, Scotty, in the sixth inning where the Braves put up six runs. Here's the one that put them ahead for good, a double from Freddie Freeman on Fox. Kershaw has struck out four. You've got Freeman back in the first. Hard hit, base hit, and Atlanta will take the lead. Digging around third, Acuna. Digging into second, Freeman. The two switch spots. And it's 2-1 to one, Atlanta here in the sixth. I couldn't even believe the inning as it just poured on from there to five runs, whatever it was. So, look. I think, obviously, you have an inning like that, you can annihilate a team, and that's what they did. So uh, I thought the Dodgers looked like somebody had just, uh, you know, stole their car when they came out of the restaurant. Uh, they had that look in their face. So I'm going to go back just for one second because I have to, to that Yankee-Red Sox series. I have to tell you that I have never in my entire life seen anything like that. Like every single night, it got worse and I was just sitting there. I remember it like it was yesterday that every day, you know, they, they won. And then the next thing you knew, it was the third game. And you knew that at that point that they were in big trouble and they lost that game. And then once they lost the third one, you knew they were going to lose the fourth one. And it was the worst four games of baseball I've ever watched in my life. It was like the worst nightmare ever. I have never watched anything more painful in sports in my entire existence on this earth than that Boston four-game comeback against the Yankees. Now, I'm sure everyone in Boston loves that. Uh, and why not? Because they've had their only success ever was when they did that, and then they got their World Series wins. They accomplished a lot. But even those series, you can't tell me even their World Series wins were not better than that four-game comeback against the Yankees. That was the greatest moment in their history, coming back on the Yankees in that ALCS. That's all there is to it. I, I think it's bigger than their World Series wins. It's a week that I will never forget, that's for sure. Uh, Braves rookie Bryce Wilson shut the Dodgers down. Who? For six innings last night. Uh, here's manager Brian Snitker. He loved watching it. Wow. That's about all I can say. I mean, you kidding me? That, that, that kid stepped up and I guess – how he'd handle the situation. He answered that question that was asked earlier in the day and kind of, you know, he was just doing the, he did the same thing uh, that he did against uh, the Marlins. We clinched a division and, and, you know, kid hadn't pitched in three weeks. Um, so that, that was a, just an unbelievable job. I mean, he really was incredible. I thought the key to his game was, is he was throwing first pitch strikes on every batter, every inning he was in there. The guy was ahead in the count uh, for every at-bat. So I thought that was the difference. Another tough postseason loss for Clayton Kershaw, Scott. He did not get some help from the bats, but he fell apart in the sixth inning. Here he is. He says that it just could not get it done in the sixth. Here's Kershaw. Yeah, I should have. Uh, it would have been nice to get Acuna out. You know, he's pretty quick right there. And um, it's just kind of playing part of playing on turf. You know, he kind of chopped that one up and, 
Um, you know, Freddie had two strikes on on him and probably just went one too many pitches inside. And he hit it good, but it was on the ground. And um, still with two strikes, probably got to make a better pitch. And um, yeah, it's a it's a tough way to go for that sixth inning for sure. So here's the deal: for the rest of existence, again, I bring it up. I will never bet on that guy again ever in a playoff game. If he's in the series, if they make it, if they win this series, I will not bet on him once. And then in future years, I'll never bet on him ever again. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Carver, how you ready to talk a little college football, mix it in with some NBA? What do you got? Yeah, let's start, Scotty, with obviously the biggest game of the weekend, probably the biggest college football game that we have had so far this year, and that is going to be Alabama and Georgia. We know the deal with Nick Saban, Alabama head coach, tested positive for COVID the other day. He is not uh, going to be there on Saturday. I know that he has hopes and dreams and all that stuff, but bottom line is the NCAA isn't going to allow him to be at that game or to coach remotely uh, from his house. Do I, do I believe he's still going to do it? Of course I do. He'll be in somebody's ear. Uh, he's doing great. He wants to be there. Let's hear him talking about Georgia, Scotty. He says that they possibly are the best defense in the country. Here's Saban. This is a very good defensive team. Uh, they're a veteran team. They have a lot of experience. Uh, they've got two really, they play more than two um, inside players that are really, really hard to block and hold the point very well. Uh, they've got some edge rush guys. They got a very good secondary. Their linebackers are very fast and active. Uh, so this is uh, a really good defensive team. And I think they're the numbers and the statistics for three games really bear it out that they're one of the top defensive teams in the country. So Carver High, I think you got the guy on the other sideline, don't you? Do Kirby Smart, head coach of Georgia. He has not fared very well against Alabama, Scotty. He says it is going to be strength versus strength tomorrow night in the big matchup. I'm excited to go see. You know, I've always loved the challenge. And, uh, you know, uh, we got a we good defense. We got a good offense. The game will come down to a lot more than just those two units. I can assure you that. It'll boil down to how our offense and their defense play in the special teams. But I'm excited to see it. I know our guys are, are, are excited about the challenge. I'm sure offensively it's the same for them. They've heard about our defense, and our defense has heard about their offense. So it's a great opportunity for both units to go out and uh, compete and go play. Um, but I'm excited to see them. It's, it's going to boil down to the line of scrimmage like it always does. If they have success running it, then they'll, they'll have a great play-action game. If they don't, then you try to make them one-dimensional. That's hard to do against Alabama. Everything's hard to do against Alabama, but Ole Miss didn't have a problem moving the ball against the Tide, putting up over 600 yards. I've never seen anything like it. This is simple for me. Uh, Alabama doesn't lose in Tuscaloosa. They always find a way. I think offensively they look sharp. I think they're going to be able to do things against Georgia. Uh, The number was pretty big. When he, uh, Saban, was basically ruled out, it dropped down. I like it a lot better uh, wherever it is, four and a half, four. Bottom line is, 
Uh, this comes down to will Alabama be able to stop that Georgia offense and that Georgia quarterback Bennett? Bottom line, I'm not that impressed with Georgia offensively. Let's see what they do against the tied defense because if they don't buckle down like and get better than they were against Ole Miss, they'll lose to Georgia because Saban's not going to be there. Now, listen, I think Sarkeesian will do fine. It's that defense is uh, the thing I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm with you, Scotty. It seems like Najee Harris and Mac Jones, you know, if they're going to put up points in this game, that's uh, what's going to be the difference. Uh, that's for sure. BYU and Houston tonight, along with SMU and Tulane, a double dip for you, Scotty, on a Friday night. Uh, a couple of good games here, actually. SMU has been fun. They score a bunch of points. Uh, Tulane's been spunky so far, and you've got Houston taking on uh, BYU. Also a good one, the late game at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. All right, so what I did was uh, originally I got Tulane at 7. It's at 6.5 on FanDuel. I went SMU to win, Tulane at home to cover. I think Tulane can win this game. I just think SMU's better. Bottom line, BYU-Houston. When it opened, it was 3.5. It moved to 5.5. I'm not really uh, interested in giving Houston 5.5, but I was at 3.5. So I went BYU and laid 3.5 when it opened. And now that it's moved, I wouldn't uh, do that. I, I wouldn't lay that much, but I liked it when it opened, so that's when I got it. And uh, at five, five and a half, I think Houston might be able to cover that at home. And it, this is another situation where, just like Tulane, they both can win the game uh, in their you know building. Bottom line is, will they? I think SMU, you know, is unbeaten, and so is BYU. And people are mocking their ranking and everything else. So, you know, they got a little mini chip on the shoulder. Let's see what they're made of tonight against Houston. Look, Houston won their game. They put up 49. They won by 18. But their defense was terrible. They were sloppy. They had five turnovers. You do that against uh, a team like BYU, you're going to lose. And that line, actually, Scotty, it has gone back to three and a half this afternoon. So it started three and a half, went up to five and a half, and now a couple hours before kickoff, Back down to three and a half. So we'll see where it goes off uh, before tonight. Let's look at some of Saturday's games here. Uh, we'll start with some of the early ones. Auburn, South Carolina, three and a half on the spread. Clemson, Georgia Tech, Kansas, and West Virginia. Uh, Les Miles, by the way, Scotty, uh, cleared after his positive COVID test. He will not, though, travel with Kansas to West Virginia and Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, a couple of the early games. What do you like? Yeah, I like Auburn uh, at Williams-Brice to go to Columbia and win that game. I, I think... You know, I was talking to Joe Lisi last night. He's like, you know, a must jump, always chokes in big games. I don't know about that. I, I'm with him, though, on Auburn. And he's with Georgia Tech. I, I'm not. I like Clemson here at Bobby Dodd in Atlanta to handle the Jackets. Uh, West Virginia at home. I got it at 22 and a half. Now 23 and a half on FanDuel. I still think they'll whack Kansas. Uh, I know Joe was on Kentucky to beat Tennessee. I like the Vols in uh, Knoxville to win that game. I'm laying Miami. I like to win at hard rock, but too many points for me. I'm going to take Pitt in the 13 and a hook. I think they're going to try to throw the ball on Miami all night. Notre Dame uh, laying 16 and a half. I like the Irish in South Bend. I think Louisville has been average at best. I think this is a great game. The best game of the day, actually UCF and Memphis UCF on the road here, uh, laying two and a half. I got it at three and a half when it opened. I like Memphis at home with three and a half. At two and a half, 
it's starting to get a little sketchy. If you're going to do the two and a half, you might as well take Memphis to win the game outright on the money line and take the points too. Ole Miss, I like them to win in Fayetteville over Arkansas, Carver High. Last slate, Scotty, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. You got UNC and FSU. BC, who's been up and down. It's been fun to watch their games against Va Tech. And, of course, the Bama-Georgia game that we mentioned before. Yeah, I like A&M to win, but Mississippi State to cover the number. I got it at, uh, I, I think uh, I got more points in that when it opened. It was six and a half, and then everybody jumped on it in Starkville. So now it's four and a half. I'm not that impressed with Mond and A&M like everybody else is because they beat Florida. Florida blew that game. I like North Carolina in uh, Tallahassee to crush Florida State. I like them to uh, cover that number. BC I like with the 13-and-a-half, but Vontech to win in Blacksburg. And then I like Alabama, and I'm laying the uh, four-and-a-half. Should be a fun Saturday of college football next week. Like we've been saying, the Big Ten gets back in the mix. I believe the Mountain West as well. So there'll be even more games, Scotty, uh, starting next week. Uh, Hopefully more won't get canceled too. I saw that UTEP game for tomorrow. It was taken off the board today because of another COVID cancellation. Some NBA for you here on a Friday. I love stories like this, Scotty. I love it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Story last night that uh, a lot of the players on the Clippers bristled. That's a quote, bristled at Kawhi missing games, being late for flights, basically being allowed to do whatever it was that he wanted to do with the Clippers. There was also a nugget in there about Paul George, how he was trying to fire the team up during the playoffs in the bubble, and some of the veterans on the team just kind of rolled their eyes, like, who does this guy think he is? So it sounds like, Scotty, there was a little bit of problems in that Clipper locker room this year. What a shame. Well, and then uh, we saw what happened. Doc Rivers is gone. Uh, Ballmer said, see you later. Uh, He's building a new billion-dollar arena in Inglewood, and I think they're going into the future with Todd Lou. And look, a lot of players, believe it or not, they were actually getting coached by Ty Lou in the bubble, in the playoffs. They were listening to him, not Doc Rivers, He's going to have to start over from scratch, but I think the same treatment is going to be in place for Kawhi Leonard. He is the superstar on the team. He's going to do whatever he wants. I think a lot of people think he's kind of soft with all of his load management all the time. Uh, I have no idea. You know, can you imagine trying to tell Dr. J that they were going to do load management or Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, or honestly, like, can you even imagine telling Michael Jordan he wasn't playing tonight uh, because you need to rest and get in, and you know have a good breakfast and uh, eat your Wheaties and all this other nonsense? Uh, I don't know what the deal is with players today. I think they're soft pretzels. I mean, back in the day, they were men. They played every single night with injuries, tape them up and roll them out there. Now a guy, uh, he sits for two or three games because he needs rest. Like, what is that? Like, you know, I play with so many injuries. Mafia is my witness. I play with double plantar fascia on both feet. I never missed a minute. I ran like a duck, but I never missed a game. I I couldn't even run, and I never missed. I play with everything. I played with a broken hand. I've done everything. These guys get a sniffle. They're out a month. Honest to God, Deshaun Jackson hasn't played a football game in five Pharrellian years. That guy's a candy ass. I'll tell him to his face, too. I'm sick of guys that get paid hundreds of millions of dollars. They never play. And Kawhi Leonard, he never plays either. Nice job in the playoffs. Uh, nice decision to go to L.A. Go home. 
Things aren't always brighter on the other side of the river when you go home. When you go home, all your relatives are a pain in your ass. Story also said that's why Ty Lu would be such a good uh, fit as the Clipper coach because in Cleveland, he went in there and kind of, you know, he, he went right at LeBron and he didn't let LeBron do what he wanted and the other players respected that. So we'll see if he does that with Kawhi Leonard and PG-13, Scotty. Let's take a look. Some notable NBA free agents. We don't know the exact date yet when free agency is going to start. Now, Anthony Davis is going back to the Lakers. See, we did that story the other day. You could forget that. But Brandon Ingram, DeMar DeRozan, Van Vliet. Uh, Montrez Harrell, Gordon Hayward, uh, Bogdanovich, Drogic, Burtons, and Gallinari. A couple of these, Scotty, these guys have player options. Most likely they're going to do it. Other guys are UFAs like Van Fleet, but not the uh, star-studded list like we're used to seeing these last couple of summers. Look, if, if I'm the Pelicans, I don't even let uh, Brandon Ingram leave his house, let alone the team. I think Fred Van Vliet's very interesting. If I were Toronto, I wouldn't let him leave, but he's going to have options, and there's been talk of New York. Again, New York's in on every good player, and they never get any of them. I think Bogdanovich is going to the Bucks, and I think, um, you know, Gallinari could move. I think he is a, uh, you know, producer. The guy can score, can shoot. He's big, he's long, and he puts it in the hole from anywhere. I like his game. I think he can get a lot more money than Oak City. And one of the names on that list was Drogic, of course. Him and the Heat have mutual interest in getting a new contract done. Jeremiah Grant and the Nuggets want to get a new contract done. Chauncey Billups, Scotty, is going to join the Clippers staff, but only if he doesn't get offered the Pacers job. We already said the, the Pacers are going to hire some guy we never heard of from the Pelicans, so there's a good chance that Chauncey is going to do that. And Gary Payton's interested in a job, Scotty. He's ready to help. Uh, Gary Payton wants to be on a coaching staff. Go get the glove. The glove is ready to go. I love it. Hey, listen, uh, it's funny. Steve Nash gets the Nets job, and uh, it's because he was, like, Hall of Fame guard. And then uh, Gary Payton, what is he? Hall of Fame guard, maybe the best uh, defensive guard ever, and he won't even get a sniff. Why is that? Explain that to me. Why is it that the white guy gets the job without ever coaching a day in his life, but Gary Payton mentions he wants to coach and people laugh at him? Gary Payton uh, could stop Steve Nash dead in his tracks defensively, and everybody knows it. Uh, Gary Payton is a great basketball mind. I think he'd be a great coach. Bucks assistant Darvin Ham in the mix for the Thunder job. We know that he interviewed for a couple of the other jobs as well. The match three, Scotty, no Tiger, but Phil and Peyton Manning will be back. And it's reported that they're going to play Steph Curry and Charles Barkley. You really want to watch Barkley hack it up uh, with all those guys, Scotty. I would rather watch you play in the Cape Cod Open than watch I Charles get the video Barkley's. Next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Carver High, uh, you were very upset last night that they had a high school football game on television. Well, there was a high school football game on uh, Arch Manning, the nephew of Peyton and Eli Cooper's uh, son, 
they showed his high school game on ESPN, uh, one of right. their channels last night. Uh, did you get to catch Arch? I saw one highlight of him throwing a dart uh, to some kid in the end zone. Looked like he had a pretty good arm. The Manning family just never goes away, Scotty. It's no, awesome. and it won't either. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, Arch is throwing. He's slinging now. He's 16. He's slinging touchdowns. Like, I mean, he's working at the Waffle House. He's slinging hash browns. <laughs> and then two years from now, he's going to go to Ole Miss, play for Lane Kiffin. And then his oh. freshman year, he's going to knock up his girlfriend. She's going to have Whoa. twin boys. Twin boys. And then he's going to be in the NFL in six years. In 16 years. They'll be freshmen at the same high school competing against each other. One will be the quarterback. One will be the receiver like Cooper, the father. And then uh, they'll both be in the NFL in uh, 20 years, which will be the last year of Chase's Hall of Fame career in the NFL. So we'll have Archie, Peyton, Eli, Arch, and Skipper and, <laughs> and Philippe. Skipper and Philippe are going to play Skipper Manning, Philippe Manning, and they'll both end up going. Uh, one will go to Ole Miss like his dad. The other one will go to Tennessee, and the one that goes to Tennessee is also going to get his girlfriend pregnant, have another one, Whoa. and that kid's going to be a pro when I'm in the ground in a box. So the Mannings are going to be the greatest family in the history of sports. They're going to have 14 sons play in the NFL and all make 500 trillion dollars i i he on a serious note he does look like he could play a little bit uh, i hope he doesn't go to old mr tennessee though go write your own story kid go and find somewhere else uh like you said san diego, go play state. San diego state go play for the aztecs <laughs> go play in the mountain west son get a tan those girls out there in san diego on those surfboards and those bikinis oh SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.